0: The college football experience Wisconsin Badgers against the Notre Dame Fighting Irish betting preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one app for free sports betting picks, props, and parlays. Download the free PixWise app now to make your next bet better. We're also brought to you by odds crowd. Are you the best football better in the U S odds crowd challenges you to prove it with their free to play fantasy betting contest. Every week there's a free $350. NFL contest in a free $250 contest. Just head to oddscrowd.com to sign up. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. You're home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Grab that SGPN app for free in the app store or Google play store today. Hey everybody, Joe Feisman here. You're listening to SGPN. So do this, let it ride. Welcome to the college football experience, Wisconsin Badgers against the Notre Dame fighting Irish betting preview episode. My name is Kobe, swinging down to base Dan, AKA pick Dundee. D that's not a pick. This is a pick Let's go. and we are talking uh, just a, 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 a someone, I, I would assume this would be a rivalry game, but it's not. But I did bring on a guest to talk this game, Uh contributor over at SGPN. I mean, just he's on many episodes of the college football experience and college basketball experience, uh, covers college football, covers college basketball and other sports as, as good as any, I would say. Uh, give it up for my guy, Terrell Furman Jr. How you doing Terrell? What's
1: up, man? I'm excited, excited to tack. This kind of is a rivalry you would think, but you know, I think with Notre Dame being the independent. They are, they just have like independent rivalries with a whole bunch of people.
0: Yeah. Just a whole bunch. But Hold on. Let me get your music introduction, trail firm and handicapping college football, college basketball games at a very high rate. So you better believe this is proper. Yep. Oh, yep. There yep. You go. That's it. That's it. I love it. I love it. Right. Get getting the- cash in your pocket. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, actually like it's funny doing the homework for this episode, they have not played. Since November 10th, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, September 26th, 1964. Dang,
1: that's wild. Yeah, that's almost, and that's almost to the day. September 25th is when this game is going off. So, uh, quick math doing math in public for people that is what you said 64. (laughs) So, yeah. That's like 56 years to the day.
0: That's just some wild, wild. I can't but believe I was 66, 66. I can't yeah, believe 66. though, that they're not that, you know, they're the proximity wise. They're not that far away. Uh, that that's pretty, I was assuming, you know, maybe, you know, nineties, eighties maybe, but uh, that's a long, long time ago. So from a rivalry factory, or factor, not a factory, but uh, I oh, don't,
1: 57. Um, I'm so bad at math. It was 57.
0: I didn't do what, dude, you did better than me. I just punted, I just punted. I was like, dude, that you hit you, you me with some arithmetic here. About the whole time, I'm like, wait, that isn't right. Yeah. That isn't right. Um, no, you're good, man. But uh, yeah, this rivalry, uh, the last time they played, Notre Dame won 31 7. I mean, Barry Alvarez the athletic director of uh, Wisconsin and really the guy that put Wisconsin football on the map was a Notre Dame defensive coordinator a long, long time ago. So ties between the program in a way, but these teams have also only played 16 times in their history. Uh, Mm -hmm. Notre Dame is eight, six and two. I don't know. I don't think any of that means anything for this matchup. Really? I mean, if it would have been a year ago or five years ago, maybe you could try to spin it some way. It's being played at soldier field. I hate these neutral site games, but uh, I will say, you know, soldier field is soldier field. I know, I know your opinion (laughs) on this. Uh, uh, Terrell Fairman Jr., a, a supporter of warm climate games, you know?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Why am I paying money to go freeze my ass off? I don't understand at all. I'm not paying money to go. I love football as much as the next person, but I'm not paying money to go freeze my ass off. I'm very much good. I can catch it on the TV, those games. There you go. Or invite me into the box. I'll
0: sit in the box for that one. There you go. See, I, I say, give me the whole experience. You know what I mean? But Look, you know, uh, yeah, I agree to disagree here. That's the good part about the world. All right, we can we can disagree. We'll see if we disagree on the real thing, which is making you money. Uh, here we are. Notre Dame is undefeated. Um, I, I they're three and zero. It's it's. In a way, it's kind of been miraculous that they're three and zero because surprising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 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 blow an eighteen point lead against Florida State in the home opener. Florida State is winless. Took care of business in overtime, got the dub there. Then they they come back to South Bend, take on a Toledo team that just lost to Colorado State in Toledo, and uh, they they barely escape with the win. They were losing that game with like a minute and a half left. Yep. And, and then they, they come and play Purdue and there's the whole little brother factor. And I think me and you were both on Purdue. Um, Notre Dame yeah, got it Purdue
1: done. Get, I thought Purdue was going to get them there. I thought that was a great spot to buy. And I have kind of been looking to fade this Notre Dame team. And just because when you look at the eye test and look at this team, they don't look like one of the top teams in the country at all. And so I was just kind of looking and waiting like, all right, where can we get a good spot to fade this team and get some real value? And I thought Purdue was it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I thought that was, I mean, especially getting like, I think it was like eight points or whatever that number was. Yeah, seven and a half. Yeah. Um, I felt good about it. I thought hey, it'd be a close game, but uh, you know, Notre Dame just figured out a way to do it and really just kind of beat Purdue. With that. I was actually impressed with the, uh, that was the first game where Marcus Freeman's defense started to impress me. Um, mm-hmm. Cause I, I look, and I was really bullish on the hire of Marcus Freeman but his philosophy is a lot different than their former defensive coordinator, Clark Lee. He will get after the court. He will take way more chances, uh, way, like way more aggressive as a, as a play caller defensively sending blitzes, um, putting his players on islands essentially. And, and I'm okay with that. But Clark Lee was the opposite of that. He was pretty like, no, we'll rush our four and drop back and, and, you know, try to confuse you in little ways. But Marcus Freeman, really struggled the first, the first two games. And I thought he made his, he, he made his statement against Purdue of, of like, okay, this is the Marcus Freeman that, that I was expecting in, in mm-hmm. South bend. Um, You look at the quarterback. Now this is an interesting angle here. Well, first off, a great angle. it's yeah, a great angle. Yeah. Yeah. First off you got Chicago. From what I understand, I had a, I did a preview episode with some Notre Dame fans, two different ones, uh season preview episodes and also Wisconsin one. And they all agreed that Notre Dame would have the, the, the fan edge in, in Chicago. Um, um, I think so. I think so. I, uh, Chicago's not that far.
1: So I think it's like two hours from South Bend, something like that. Uh, but it's not that far from Wisconsin either. I've been on a, on a family, uh, reunion trip in Wisconsin and we, t- and we bust down to Chicago for a day. So, I mean, it's not too far from Wisconsin either. I think that their fans are going to show up too. It's not going to be empty for them.
0: Yeah. I think what they were saying, I mean, was that, I guess a lot of Notre Dame fans live in Chicago already. So maybe that's an easier ticket. I don't know. I kind of thought it would be 50, 50 ahead of time, but after, after hosting those podcasts, I was like, Oh, okay. Even the Wisconsin fans are saying it's going to be more Notre Dame, but yeah,
1: it probably will be. And it probably will be, it probably feel a little bit closer to a Notre Dame home game than for Wisconsin. But I still think that they'll have, uh, a pretty decent sized section.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. Um, uh, uh, Jack Cohn, the quarterback of Notre Dame. He's actually impressed me uh, through the three weeks so far because he he's a transfer a grad transfer from Wisconsin. And if there's a guy with the chip on his shoulder, yes, he, he, he was out for the year last year at Wisconsin, but they were pushing to start Graham Mertz. the, the, anyway. the ten- Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so if there's a guy with a chip on his shoulder. Don't, uh, I mean, I feel like we should definitely circle that in this game, but he's, he, he was a game manager at Wisconsin. He comes to Notre Dame. I've been impressed with his play. He's he's uh, you know, 63% completion percentage. I think this is one of the more telling things, 8.4 yards of compete, uh, a completion, eight touchdowns, two picks. That didn't happen at Wisconsin. I mean, yes, I get it. I I should say like the completion percentage was even better at Wisconsin, but a lot of that is because Wisconsin's run sets up the pass. I feel like Cohn has been a much better version of, uh, of himself, like as a quarterback at Notre Dame. And that's maybe Brian Kelly than I ever saw at Wisconsin. Um, And maybe that's Florida state's defense and Toledo's and Purdue's. perhaps, I don't know. We will see this game. Um, Notre Dame's offense. Uh, you know, they were replacing uh, four offensive linemen coming into the season. And that's kind of been the issue. Yeah. We we all penciled them in as like, Oh, well, this is an offensive line factory, which it has been in like the past seven or eight years. However, they have struggled a little bit on the offensive line. I think that is some of the problems, but Kyron Williams, I'm a huge fan of Kyron Williams. He's a great running back. Love the way he picks up the blitz. Uh, He only has 211 yards rushing over three games. So that's not necessarily killing it, and and if you go back to uh, you know the year before, he, Notre Dame was having a lot more success on the ground,
1: and that's not what you want to do, especially coming into sending Jack Cones to a school that knows him and knows his tendencies and knows who he is throwing the football. It wasn't like this guy was only there for a year and transferred out. This guy started a number of games for them. Yeah, and they know they know his identity as a quarterback. They know how to play him, and I think that's going to be a better angle than looking at the Jack Cone revenge game. Oh, they want to get me out of here for uh, Graham Mertz. It's the fact that, no, wait, this defense knows him too. They know how he ticked too. If he likes to hold the ball for a certain amount of time and when that timer goes off in his head, just let it fly. They know, hey, I'm jumping this route here or I'm doing this. They understand how he works. And so that's what's going to make this interesting here. How does Wisconsin's defense, who is pretty good still, Respond to Jack Cohn slinging the ball around because have they necessarily seen it to that extent when he was at Wisconsin? No, because their Wisconsin runs the football and just needs a game manager at quarterback. But can they exploit that? Absolutely.
0: Yeah, and I, I even think like you know uh, Wisconsin's got a stud tight end in Ferguson, and you know they practice against them all the time. Now, obviously, I know Brian Kelly's offense is different than than what Wisconsin's doing, but. Uh, Michael Meyer, the, the tight end of Notre Dame, he's a stud. He's the leader from a yardage standpoint, receiving wise and receptions by far at Notre Dame. So in a way you got to think like, man, well, Wisconsin practices day in, day out against one of the best tight ends in the country. And so they're playing one. I think that that favors them once again. And if Notre Dame, I think if they're going to win this game, they're going to need someone to step up at the wide receiver spot. Cause Kyron Williams is second on the team in reception. So you got to go to the fourth and fifth player receiving wise that to find the wide outs with reception. So essentially like this, Michael Myers, uh, um, the top tight, the top receiver for Notre Dame, seventeen receptions. <laughs> then, Wieners. yeah, then, then Kyron Williams at eleven. They knew what they was doing. They knew what they then, was doing. Then, then, <laughs> then, then, then Chris Tyree at ten. Exactly. Shout out to hey, it's October. No, it's not October yet. I was gonna say, um, but Chris Tyree, uh, their other running back. So it, these receivers have. There, I know they're young, and I'm, and I'm. Not, I don't mean to blast them too much, but I think they might be key, in, in if they're gonna be able to look at the Penn State game. I mean, Penn uh-huh. State really struggled, especially in the first half. But once they were able to go play action and line, and Penn State wasn't getting a lot of yards per rush. Um, uh-huh. So once they were able to 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 find their skill position, especially at the wide receiver spot, Penn State was able to essentially steal that game. I thought because another thing is, and I guess on the reverse side of this, we should talk Graham Mertz because even when we were in Vegas, man, I took Wisconsin minus twenty six against Eastern Michigan, and I barely barely, it barely won that game. And a lot, I mean, Wisconsin only gave up 93 yards of offense that game, but Graham Mertz, once again, making these mistakes in the red zone, just killer mistakes. Yeah. That was that, uh, that was exactly what happened in the Penn state game. And if you look, I think that is something that really is the glaring weakness. Yes. Is he skilled? He's young. I, 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 I see the potential that, that everyone sees but uh, still hasn't thrown a passing touchdown on the season. You know, complete, yeah. com- he's completing 67% of his passes, but only six yards of completion. That means he's checking down, dumping the ball off. And then when he is, you know, uh, in a spot to score, he's turned the ball over. And, and that can't happen in this game of Wisconsin wants to win that game.
1: And when we start to talk about chips on your shoulder, like Graham Merz has to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder too. Like, you know, I can't imagine what their relationship is like, but Graham Mertz has to think, all right, like, you know, they handed me the keys over this organization. Like, you know, this is the guy I took the organization away from. This is a a three-year, four-year starter here. So I need to show him and show everybody, you know, Badgers and all, like, hey, they made the right decision in me. I know it's been a rough start to the season so far, but I'm coming out here. I'm ready to ball, and we're going to pick apart, you know, this Notre Dame defense that contains one of the top picks of the draft next year. So um, he's probably, I don't expect him to do too much. I don't expect him to come out here and just drop a three touchdown, four touchdown game or anything like that. But because they just, you know, rely on those running backs and um, especially that stud Clemson transfer that has been just straight money Malusky, this year yeah, so far. Yeah. Maluski, like he's absolutely a dog. And so I expect them to lean on him and lean on the other, uh, other two running backs that they have as well. And you know, when he gets his opportunity, he's going to pick, pick them apart and move the chains.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I think uh, I want to, I want to hit on this point offensively. If you look at uh, what they're getting yards per, per game yards per play, uh, the Badgers. Granted, Wisconsin's only played two. Notre Dame's played three games, but Wisconsin charting at 37th best offense. The problem has been really scoring. They've gotten down the field. Um, they they just based on the yards they've putting up, they should have more points. You yeah. know, two games in, they have 441 yards per game, and you're thinking, hey, that's pretty damn good for Wisconsin. Um, so maybe if they can capitalize off that now, Notre Dame at the on the other side of this. Notre Dame is is a bit further back, uh surprisingly, because you say, well, they played a Florida State team. Granted, it was a nationally televised, uh nationally televised game, and then they played a Mac school, and then they played Purdue, which isn't known for their defense. They're they're charting at 73rd, uh, with uh-huh. four hundred seven yards per game, just five point eight yards per play. Um and then defensively, and this is where I think if you're just looking into the stats, then you gotta be all over Wisconsin because Wisconsin it's got the number two defense in the country. They only give up not 194 yards per game well, And they
1: had two weeks to prepare for this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Notre Dame um, way back, uh, I believe. Let me just double check this here. Yeah. It's 79th, no, 78th, 78th uh, at 378 yards per game. So if you're just blindly looking at the statistics, I think you say, Oh, well I gotta take Wisconsin. But the question is, I mean, Wisconsin, from a, from a stand, like if you were to watch that Penn state game again and not look at the score, you would think Wisconsin would have won that game. They didn't, mm-hmm. they turned the ball over in key spots. Um, and I'm th- I mean, Penn state only had like, I feel like 10 yards or something, one first down or something at a halftime and uh, they, and they were only up, I think I forget the exact score, but they were, they should have been up by more points than what they, what they were up based off of what they were allowing yardage wise and what they were getting yardage wise. You can't do that against good football teams. And Notre Dame is a decent football team. The line Terrell is that uh, it's actually gone up Wisconsin getting some of that money. I'm seeing it at six and a half right now. Not really? Um, and, and I'm seeing it from a couple different spots. Does that sway perhaps where you leaning Uh. Were you perhaps leaning, uh, you know, Wisconsin, but at what point do you, do you say, well, that's a lot of points because Wisconsin tends to just win ugly. They're kind of like Iowa. Yeah.
1: Yeah. A little bit. Um, six and a half is a little bit of a stretch, but I feel like if I liked it at five and a half, I still like it at six and a half. It didn't cross that key number of seven yet. That'd make me, you know, think twice about it. So I still like, um, If this goes into overtime, that kind of messes this up a little bit, uh, kind of gives you a little bit of a sweat there. But I still like it going up to seven. I think once it hits seven, then I'm going to start to consider Notre Dame a little bit more. I just don't think Notre Dame has anything for this Wisconsin defense. I think Wisconsin defense is going to shut down Notre Dame. And if they cannot run the ball and that offensive line is not put together, it's going to be an extremely long day for them. And I can just see uh, the defense playing well, Wisconsin being able to run the ball. Graham Mertz looks okay. He probably goes like some 17 for 20 passing, 15 for 20 passing, not a bunch of uh, pass attempts, but he's super efficient with it. And I can see them running away with this game and having a very, very good day. Just a huge bunch of explosive runs from these three, this trifecta of running backs that they have. So. I, I like, I like Wisconsin here and I'll take them at six and a half.
0: Nice. Nice. Um, uh, Notre Dame, by the way, the over-unders at 46 and a half, they're plus plus one ninety on the money line currently. Um, I, You know, I think it's too many points. I, 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 I get all those reasons when we break down the stats, I, I get it. Like I think Wisconsin is probably going to be the team that wins this football game, um, especially getting the week to prep for it. But I do worry about a couple things. I worry about can Graham Mertz finish these drives. I worry about Brian Kelly just being a flat out better coach than Paul Christ. Um, Uh And I think six and a half is a bit too much. I think this is going to be about a 27 or 21, 17 game, something like that. I'm going to take the six and a half. I, I, I don't love the play, but I just think if it was like three and a half, I would really hate the play, but I think six and a half. I think I just got to trust the Irish because Wisconsin, even when they win these games, I feel like within the big 10 and you know, they or that LSU game, I don't remember that score, but I feel like that was like a four point game. Uh, I just feel like they win ugly. So uh, uh, give me Notre Dame plus the six and a half. Let me ask you this. If you're going to lean over or under, are you on the under here at 46 and a half?
1: Yeah, I'm on under. Yeah, me too. It's a a very low total and that's scary for college football, but I'm on the under here. I think that this definitely can be like a 17-10, like 21-10 type of final score or something around there. It's not going to be a lot of offense. And uh, at Soldier Field, it could, you know, have the looks of a quote-unquote boring game.
0: Yeah, I'll tell you this, man, whoever, you know, we know Wisconsin has the better defense yardage wise, but we also know Mertz has been able to throw the ball, turn the ball over often. I'm going to say the team that wins this game is going to have a turnover. And, and and if there's one, if like, if we turn on the TV Saturday, you know, at noon on the East and we see, uh, you know, uh, an early strip sack return for a touchdown, I think uh-huh. a play like that happens. The team that does that is winning the game. Yep. absolutely um, and obviously special that was teams, yeah.
1: Defense, special teams, you know, those that third phase of the football game is really gonna be huge here because that's gonna set up something big.
0: Yeah, definitely. And then like and I, I guess you'd have to favor Wisconsin on that, but I just feel like uh minus six and a half. Uh I don't know. I just feel like it's kind of a dog fight. Uh we'll see. We'll see. Give me the Irish. I know you faded the Irish as I did a week ago. Uh, Brian Kelly might make a fool out of you, but, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I faded them. I faded them. Uh, actually I'm, I'm Oh, and three ATS handicapping mm-hmm. the Irish. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm about the same. I think I'm, about, I
1: might've, uh, I might've been on them in that Toledo, uh, Toledo game. So, well, no, I was still lose. They lost that bet too. So yeah, I think I'm 0 three with them too. So <laughs> Hey, it's, It's time. uh, One of us uh, is going to be right. It's time for the tide to to turn. Somebody's going. Somebody's going to break it. So it's easy to see a tide turn. There we go. There we go. I think. um, No, but I think this is a good one. I just think Notre Dame is not Notre Dame of last year, and I think that they are getting too much credit at this point. Uh, Granted, Wisconsin probably getting a little bit too much credit in their own right. Uh, but they did have a really good game against Penn State, who looks like they're a really, really good team this year. So uh, that's you know something for the schedule, even though they ended up lost that game. They were in that game for the majority of the game. And I don't know if Notre Dame can go toe-to-toe with Penn State like Wisconsin can. So um, I'm just going to bank on that I'm right, and Wisconsin is the better football team. and should probably be ranked higher.
0: I think I might even agree with you on that. I'm just siding with the fact Wisconsin wins ugly. Yeah. All right. So uh, uh, there we go, folks, guys, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. We, uh, we handicap every single division one college football game. We've been doing it for a few years now, never had a losing season picking these things. Uh, So, so check that out. Also check out the college basketball experience. You know, Wisconsin kind of had a crazy season Uh, last year, uh, this year, they're kind of a, you know, this is a rich program. Not that long ago they were in the national championship. Who knows what happens in, in, just a crowded big 10. And I actually think Notre Dame, Mike Bray's got a, 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 a talented team. He's looking at this, this uh, upcoming year in the ACC that could be a sleeper. Uh, so check out the college basketball experience fee where we talk college basketball year round over there and, and make sure you check out the college football experience where we talk, you know, football year round here. So uh, check out both and, and you'll get all of our picks for free. Like I said, me, Patty, CNC, Nick, Terrell Furman all of it is, is via the SGPN the SGPN app, which you can download for free in the app store or Google play store. You will not only get our picks. You'll get our podcast. You'll get our articles. Terrell Furman jr. Writes a lot of great articles over at sports You'll get all of that um, for free. Okay. So download that app and, and give us a five star review. And when you do that, give us, give us a, or take a screenshot of that review. Find me on Twitter at the Colby show that show me that re- review essentially. Uh, and I will send you a college experience t-shirt that's at the Colby D on Twitter. Uh, 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 Terrell Furman Jr. is on Twitter at really rail underscore underscore. Give him a follow uh, Patty C uh, who's not on this episode, but co-host that's normally rocking with us. He's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K the college football experience new to Twitter and Instagram at TCE on SGPN. And the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Give them all a follow, uh, and and yeah, check out the Slack channel too. Sports Gambling Podcast—that's a lot of fun. All right, folks, this is the college football experience, Wisconsin Notre Dame style. We're split here. You got to pick for yourself. All right, you better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. <laughs>